Blog Talk Radio. I think, I think I'm ready to spit this. I'm back at it. Yo. Now our father, who ought to be earthbound, subject to gravity, Teresa be thy name. And when my kingdom comes, I shall bring the rum, grab the nearest microphone and speak within my brain. Now yes, you have stepped in the barbershop, and if you disagree, there's never a need to dish you. 310-982-4273 to get through. And check out my dude Alfred's YouTube page, Dragnaut Silvis. That's D-R-A-G-N-A-U-C-T. S-Y-L-V-A-S These are the questions and opinions The lessons and the visions As I step into position with the reppin' and presenting. And what am I representing? Empathy, altruism, and pragmatism My dude Alfred Loco with the humanism And people don't be afraid of a word with a dual syllabic suffix I represent hip-hop culture by the elements I represent my folks in the LGBT community And the drag community I represent the state that said If what you call marriage Get you special federal benefits Then everybody gets those benefits To better get the picture I illustrate the scripture What Alfred on my side With the illustrates to hit you The tellers of the story The writers of the word Delivering the narrative And try to get it heard The narrative The narrative of human interaction With each other and with our environment The narrative of what we call morality Who is moral and why What is moral and why And how do we reach these conclusions And if we've already reached them Then our species would have already been to a point of global tranquility right now, wouldn't we? My topics are my thoughts, folks, and probably risky. I've walked on wine and turned water to whiskey. Born in a manger and tossed with a frisbee. But I ended both hunger by making scotch at a brisk tea. I forgot I said that. Walked on water and turned water to whiskey and ended world hunger by turning scotch into brisk tea. Ah, man. What that? wanted to go in this one. The, the, the first one that I that I had in mind was that, um, the one that was, uh, p- punishing, um, people for, um, for, uh, for, for domestic violence calls to the, um, to, to the police. But then right, right before we, few minutes before we got on, I saw the link come across the news feed fighting the computer freezing with the um the troubling uh viral trend of the hilarious black neighbor uh through the black freethinkers page and through the um through the black pete page and then um to the to the slate.com article and uh yeah it, it, and it's it, uh, it's showing about how you know those um those viral videos of the of the black person talking to the news that uh, <clears throat> that just happens to have maybe like a a heavy accent or just a person that has a large personality, and then they just they, they get propped up as this sort of like this this black puppet character. I could we were talking about that right right before the uh, right before the show kicked in. Yeah, do, uh, could we pick up right 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 from there where we were talking right before the show started? Because this matters to me. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, and basically, we need to be more conscious of what's out there and what's being done and having a better understanding that there are people out there that are openly mocking us. They're openly mocking, you know, people of color. And 
in some cases, it's further perpetuated by people of color, and we have to stop that. We have to stop it. We have to become conscious of it and not continue to perpetuate, you know, uh, white supremacy, period. Yeah, yeah, this one, this latest one, the, the, the Charles Ramsey, the man who helped rescue three Cleveland women uh, presumed uh, dead after after going uh, missing a decade ago and has become an instant Internet meme, which I recently posted a meme picture that said, um, said, um, uh, when when women go missing for a decade and they're kidnapped and abused, and then when they're found, you thank God it's time to sit down and reevaluate your belief system. So I, I I got a meme up there too. That, yeah, this guy says I was eating McDonald's and lots of enthusiastic gestures, and and um mm-hmm. and, and yeah, and it said uh, somebody noted that his heroism was quickly overshadowed by the public's desire to laugh at at um at autotune and and autotune his story and and that's a shame and and Ramsey has become the latest in a fairly recent trend of the hilarious black neighbors unwitting internet celebrities whose appeal seems rooted in a colorful style that is always immediately recognized as poor and working class and yeah I remember yeah I remember just seeing those things start up and uh I I I knew something was wrong there but it, it it really tripped me out that it was always other black people bringing me these videos. No one white ever showed. Oh, the only thing that somebody white showed me was um that Mr. Ghetto Man with the Wally Wally Walmart. But all and that's gross too. That video's gross. And then, but it was always black people showing me like, oh, this is hilarious. Look, they auto tuned it. Ain't nobody got time for that. Like really? Like they, they exactly. they're making a coon out of you. Like they took exactly. a regular person. Yeah, gross. Exactly, and it happens more often than not, and we have to be very careful because, see, this gentleman took a chance. He took a chance, and he helped somebody. In an age when most people are, you know, they'll state that that's not my problem, I'm not going to get involved. He saw a woman in distress. He went to assist her. And not only did he help her and her child, he helped to find two other women, three young ladies that were kidnapped in the prime of their lives, and they were being abused over there physically and sexually. And it's it's just we have to do better. We have to do better. We have to start calling these things out. Yeah, but the, and and be ready because they they got their talking points cocked and ready. They can't wait to scream reverse racism, and 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 I, I, they just be be ready to just ask them. Oh, please go on, please explain how I'm being racist to you, and 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 I'm sure you're gonna get something hilarious. And I, yeah, they, my goodness, man, they, these. They, they, that they that they make that character out of him, and then I remember when the when the story first hit, it was already awkward the way the the way the man sort of spoke of himself as a black person. Uh, when in the interview he said, um, like he was surprised that these two pretty little white girls were running into the arms of this black man, like that. That's that's just creepy. That somehow he was taught to think that way about himself already before he exactly. gets made into a character on on the internet. Exactly, exactly. And, again, you know, people, I've stated this before, people monetize situations like that. So 
they make money from it. The more you pass that video around, the more you click on it, they make money from it. You know, they don't care about you. And we have to keep that in mind. Yeah, no, no. And they, and then they, they, they basically they, they took this guy. Look at the whole situation. He mm-hmm. saved some white people, and then uh, so they and and they got that. Then the new whoever the news organization was, they got the interview. They got their ratings up. They made some money. They sell some advertisement dollars. You know, come and get your uh, your Monostat Seven, whatever it is you're buying. And then the people on the YouTube make money off it with you clicking. Nobody black made any money, but white people got saved from abuse and made money on the corporate level and on the Internet level. Right. Right. And, right well, yeah. Yeah. Well, him and his hairline are just still doing whatever it is he was doing before that. I understand the hairline pain. Mine deceived me too, sir. Oh, look at him. <laughs> Okay, it's just, it's gone. It's not coming back, my good man. You hold on to that. Looks like he's rocking a shag. Anyway, I'm not clowning him for the way he talks. I'm I'm a man clowning another man with a hairline problem, because that's something we have. And uh, then there was that, uh, that, that first one. I just, I, I had to say something about that. I'm glad I saw that, that at least someone's speaking on it. Maybe black people could start making viral videos about them. Like uh, if you make a, um, make a response video to one of those and you spread it around and we'll, we'll make it viral. I'll, I'll spread it through my page. I can reach 800 people a week. Uh, the black free thinkers page, a couple thousand people a week. And we can make um, response videos viral and monetize those and float some money back into some black pockets. So there you go. There you go. And, you know, people who need to understand and realize, they can do a video about how, you know, that gentleman overlooked that quote-unquote no-snitch rule in many of our communities, and he took a chance and he helped somebody. He helped crack a case. Now, I hope there was some reward money offered for finding those young ladies. He should get every penny. And he should go on a, on a tour, you know, on these talk shows, and I hope they don't mock him, but hopefully he'll get his 15 minutes of fame and he'll be able to do something to help him and, you know, his family to, you know, make a better life. I hope someone helps him to, you know, capitalize on this situation to something positive for him. Yeah, that is. That's a that's a fresh thought right there. Yeah, and started out with the yeah, and, and make make a make a deal out of the fact that yeah, he went and did what they call the snitching. Yes, mm-hmm. that, that is, and, and it 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 was it was a fair deal. It helped out other human beings, but they uh, it 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 had to get a it it had to get abused for for greed and and for ridicule. The to ridicule exactly. a um an, an altruist, a, com- a complete stranger, and, and it makes you wonder. I mean, and these are the things that I that I say where it's like after I say it, I'm like, well, I can't unsay that, and I'm like, well, wonder if he should have helped them at all. Maybe he should, you know. And it's like, ah, well, there you go. Now, 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 I put that thought out there, and it's like, <laughs> oh, well, if if his help is just going to get abused, I mean, maybe he should have went and just kept on minding his business. It, well, I mean, it, it makes you feel that way sometimes. When you, you know, exert some, whether it's altruism or any type of, you know, courage or assistance or support, and then people turn around and 
basically make you feel bad for helping, it makes you wonder, it makes you second-guess yourself the next time, whereas do you really want to help these people? Do you really want to put yourself in that position? Is it worth it? And and this is why, you know, people kind of turn away and don't help in a lot of situations. And unfortunately, people get hurt from that. Yeah. Yeah, and, that, and that's just um, and and, and I really, you know, it, I think it's it's discouraging to me, to us, because we are, because we're thinkers, we're looking beyond, you know, like we're not just like we're not just looking at that silly auto tune thing and and laughing about it, you know, we're trying to get down to the bottom of this, but um, but uh, you know, it's I don't know, it's 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 not going to bother most other people, but it but it bothers me. I'm trying to open up the chat room here. Hope we don't crash. All right, that 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 was something that had me amped up, and I had to get into that. All right, is, is Alfred on? No, he's having a hard time connecting. Um, apparently, Skype is giving him an error message saying that he's busy it and been hanging up on him. Yeah, I'm gonna type in call in with a regular phone like us regular folk. You ain't got to be fancy with all that new school Skyping. I am on a house phone, my good man. Ain't even using a, one of them fancy cellular deals. I guess oh, yeah. The, the, the original the idea. Thing. Oh, yeah. But see, this is what's getting me. Basically, all these people that sent in money for some of these other people, why can't they start a fund to help this gentleman You know, find out his story? Find out what's happening with him. Find out what's going on with him. Help him to help himself because he should be, you know, heralded as a national hero. He solved three missing children's cases in one day. One day. And 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 what are they going to do out of it? They're going to make a joke. I I, I sound cynical now. I'm I, like I'm predicting. All that's going to happen. Yeah, this is what should happen. It's like, but how, how do you? How do we get that going on a ground level? I got um, I I don't have those community organizer skills like uh like Hawaiian Thunder, or Barack Obama. I don't know how to. I don't know how to get the feet the, the feet moving. <laughs> oh, we got you got to learn cadence. Well, go ahead. Yeah, the um, the, I guess uh, it, it started out. My friend, I was looking at the 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 first story that I really saw that was interesting. And I, I, I tell you guys, I I I always say I'm not gonna be all doom and gloom. And then I bring you this, the uh, the article: "Shut up or get out." Uh, PA city uh, punishes domestic violence victims who call the police. And uh, what what uh, I guess what what sparked it off was when uh, Lakeisha Briggs, her boyfriend, physically assaulted her, and the police arrested him. And in a cruel turn of events, a police officer then told Miss Briggs, "You are on three strikes. We're gonna have your landlord evict you." Yes, that's right. The police threatened Miss Briggs with eviction because she had received their assistance for domestic violence. Under Norristown's disorderly behavior ordinance. Think about that. I can't even move forward with the story yet without stopping to think that calling the police because you are being physically attacked is disorderly behavior. Like, what kind of insane person came up with that law? My goodness. And then the city will penalize landlords and tenants when police respond in three instances of disorderly behavior within a four-month period. 
And it's like mm-hmm. you don't know what, why the uh, – oh, is that Alfred? Yes, yep. that's Alfred. I'm going to live mic, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I forgot I had unlimited minutes on this iPhone thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you get. You got to switch over to Ting, man. I think they uh they treat customers great whenever you're uh whenever your um your contract is up. Ting is a no contract uh, company. They are not paying me to say this. I just think they're cool. The um yeah, yeah, so did did you hear us uh, talking about the um the 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 one um j- just uh, about 10 minutes ago? Oh, about the lady who was uh, about to get evicted because she had the courage to actually report her abuse, and because her abuse happened too frequently, because you know it's her fault, and now the city considers her a nuisance, she should have just shut her mouth and take it. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's the way you put it. Yeah, it happened too frequently, like it, like it's her fault. Like she just will not stop ramming her face into his hand, and they got to do something about this crazy lady and get her face under control because she's gonna break this guy's knuckles if she doesn't get get stop it. Got to evict her. It, it's insane. You don't know what the situation is. She could be having trouble. Like you know, some people. You know, like my age and, you know, maybe even like younger and older are in like these domestic living relationships because it, it helps financially to, to share the bills with somebody or who who knows what, what, what her life was before that. So, you know, because I, I know what it, what it is. It's, it's that idea of sort of blaming the victim of like, well, why are you still in the relationship if it's abusive? If they don't know why, maybe they maybe they really believe in um like, uh, well, this one says boyfriend, but there could be people that are married and they might really take these marriage vows seriously and want to work through that. So you're going to evict them? That, that, that's insane. And they're already, that's their tax dollars at work paying the police. Like they're they're not a nuisance. They're I mean it, it's sad to say it this way, but they're a customer, you know. But it it is capitalism, and police is a job, not a service. Oh yeah, but at the same time, it's like, well, okay, what 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 are you so busy doing that her reporting abuse is is a is a, a nuisance? What is what takes precedence to that? Maybe a murder, but how often does a murder actually occur in that town or in that city? You know. It really it begs the question: Are your laws sufficient enough to actually take care of this problem? Because really, if she has to call more than one time per month because of an abusive relationship, then there's something going on. There needs to be a law or something to prohibit this uh, continuation of, of, of this. Obviously, just grotesque situation, you know, not everybody can just pick up and move. It, it's not that simple. A lot of folks think that for some reason, but what if you're stabilized and you're trying to get your life together? Okay, well, you know, I want to get a boyfriend. This boyfriend just so happens to, for, for first, using his fist and his words uh, for whatever reason. And so now what do you do? What, you're in this situation, and you give him another chance. Okay, he's going to call again. And... The third time, it comes out of nowhere, so you're trying to call to save your life. Oh, well, man, if you call one more time, you're just being a nuisance. You just need to accept what's going on or magically produce money out of thin air and make your life better. 
Yeah, and it's like, and what that, what, what nuisance? I mean, what, what, where were they pulling these police from? Because I mean, if this is going on in a um in a lower income area, well, well, thanks to our phony war on drugs, police are already patrolling that area anyway. They're not using extra gas to get to your call. They're, they're already right down the street trying to find a 13 year old with a joint in his pocket so they could put him into the pipeline. Like, come on, they're not, they're not fooling me with this nonsense. It's just, it, it really is just plain old-fashioned cruel. That's all that is. That's just human beings being horrible to other human beings out of just pure, ugly apathy. It is. It really is. And it's. I, I felt disgusted just reading it. I thought it was a joke. I had to make sure it wasn't from the onion because that seemed like something that they would put up. But in, in true... In true fashion, the uh, the old adage is is always correct when someone says the truth is stranger than fiction, and, and this is like our title says. I mean, <laughs> misplaced morality. You know, this is how we as Americans choose to treat each other, and the the lack of oversight in something like this is just amazing. It, I, I can't fathom how their elected officials are staying employed because obviously someone's falling asleep at the wheel and they need to be replaced immediately. Yeah, which I, I feel like it's um like it's almost like a talking point. I always say this, but it's only because they got gerrymandered districts. They're not actually getting voted in. They're, they're, they're really not. It's, it's selection and not election. And it's like after they actually did get elected, they've just been reselecting themselves and doing all the insane things. That a push forward towards the uh, the end of this story, where it um, shows a, a recent study of Milwaukee's nuisance ordinance showed that uh, domestic violence was the third most common reason that police issued a nuisance citation, far above drug uh, property damage and trespassing offenses. The study also established that the enforcement of the ordinance disproportionately targeted African-American neighborhoods. The result, women of color, like Ms. Briggs, were less uh, able to uh, access police protection. And effective law enforcement depends on strong relationships between police and members of the community. Uh, These ordinances undermine that trust by punishing victims who call 911 and coercing them to endure escalating violence in silence. Even worse, Norristown reports and domestic violence victims make up to 20% of its homeless population. In order to reduce domestic violence and homelessness, Norristown should repeal the ordinance and keep it off the books for good. And other towns that are considering enacting or enforcing these ordinances should learn the same lesson. And you know something I think, uh, like how you said, uh, and I, I did mention the, the gerrymandering and the selected, not elected, but then there's also just uninformed voters. So I, I thought, like, uh, maybe I could squeeze this in. It was a conversation I had um, at, at work today with a with a, a nice kid, you know, a, a, a thing like recently just turned 20 years old, very very young kid, and I realized I don't want to call the kid dumb. All right, the kid's kind of dumb, you know, and just one of those kind of silly, uninformed voters who's just kind of voting the way their parents vote. And uh, what she said, she was like, uh, you can't post anti-Republican stuff on my page. And I was like, what What are you talking about? He's like, you can't post your Democrat stuff. I was like, I'm not a Democrat. He was like, 
well, you posted something anti-Republican. I was like, what? What was it? Said, uh, it? It was your show. I was like, my show is an anti-Republican? You've never even listened to it. Said, well, you're a liberal. I was like, and how did you reach the conclusion that I'm a liberal? And she was just like, well, look at you. I was like, what the hell are you talking wow. about? Wow. Yeah, like, and these are just low-information people that run on presuppositions and, you know, just as little information as possible. It's like they they they, uh, they despise research. They don't even like words I use. Like when I said you got to get your mind out of that binary, just because somebody doesn't like apples doesn't mean they think oranges are the shit. You know, like that's not a guarantee. No, I like pears. No apples or oranges. I like pears. And that's actually true. That uh, yeah, they, and and I think that's the kind of people that actually are voting for them. And then there's also the gerrymandering, and that and that's what's going on. And that's uh, that that's really gross. Uh, did, did you hear us on the um a, a little earlier with the um with the black people sort of becoming a, a way for for white kids on YouTube to make money, taking the taking the you know the hilarious black neighbor and auto tuning them up. Yeah, I kind of noticed that happening a few years ago um, when they had a homeless man in uh, in Mississippi, and he had some kind of crazy story to tell, and then they'd always come up to him every other day and, and pay him like a sausage biscuit or something to tell his story to all their friends because it was just the most novel thing to do. So they decided one day to do it, and then they all started clapping and dancing and shucking and jiving, and it was the cutest thing you ever saw. But in all their ignorance, it's it pointed out how poorly we as Americans treat each other, just not on a racial uh, perspective, but on a socioeconomic scale. It, it's it's really pitiful. And one that people don't realize and seem to forget is the Harlem Shake. Now, that one, I almost I forgot to mention that to you, that uh, it was some show, and I, it's, I, I just climbed a mountain today, so I'm, I'm Exhausted. Yeah. Uh, the Harlem Shake. I remember that song and that dance a few years ago, and I could not remember one of the popular uh, uh, rap artists was doing the Harlem Shake. I think it was P Diddy actually, and it was nothing like the you know semi zombie seizure movements that people attach to today with you know somebody speaking Spanish in the background and some broken whoopee light. It's it's that trend that's really sickening when you actually can take something that was, you know, fairly entertaining and then just turn it into complete garbage for everyone else's entertainment. But if, if that's the way people want to view things and how are we supposed to value each other's culture and value each other on an individual scale and on an ethnic scale? Yeah, I remember that. I remember that Harlem Shake around, um, what was it, like early 2002, late 2001. I'm a hip-hop nerd. You don't want to get me started on this stuff. Yeah, the, uh, you remember that. Uh, but, you know, I was I was on the West Coast. We were still seawalking. They're probably still seawalking out there. We're doing the same dance for like 40 years, and I'm damn good at it. I'll set a pair of Chuck Taylors on fire. I'm insane. And uh, so that, that's that one. Um, all right, um, doom and gloom. Uh, Air Force officer in charge of sexual assault prevention arrested for sexual assault. I, I could totally see how it is when I when I when I hit you with these links to these stories how they could look like like parody articles 
like the kind of reality is is humans have become a parody of ourselves our our species as smart as we are we are insane uh looks like an officer in charge of a US Air Force's response to sexual assault was himself arrested for sexual battery this weekend drawing the attention again yet to the extent of rape culture in the armed services this guy uh Jeff Kruzinski is accused of assaulting a woman in an Arlington, Virginia uh, parking lot early Sunday morning. According to the police report incident, Kruzinski approached the woman in question after a night of drinking. On May on May 5th, uh, 12.35 a.m., the drunken male subject approached the female victim in a parking lot and grabbed her breast and buttocks. The victim fought the suspect off as he attempted to touch her again and alerted the police. Jeffrey Krusinski, 41 years old, of Arlington, Virginia, was arrested and charged with sexual battery and was held on a $5,000 unsecured bond. Yeah, these, mm. uh, you, you're in the uh, you're in the the military. I, I don't know much about what's going on there. I, I uh, that's uh, that that's something I've been hearing about though. Like uh, like I've heard about the ones like even in the um like I watched an interview with a woman in a in a documentary on the on the hippie station the MSNBC where she said that when she went to the um to like the barracks that are outside the White House like they actually told her straight up like you're essentially here to be a blow up doll. Like I, I I don't I don't know much about that. Could you speak to that? Wow, that's that's pretty crude. I mean, I know right now the army is trying to definitely cut down on that because that, that that kind of thing is not flying. Um, I'm not sure how. I guess the uh, all the armed forces were kind of lax about it in the past, and folks handled it. I guess in their own way, but now they're taking. They're taking a, they're taking up arms against this sort of thing because it really gives the military a, a, a bad image, and the military is all about perception. Everything you do and everything that surrounds it is about perception. You know how are you going to recruit well-trained staff, especially well-trained women, in fields that men typically don't uh, fall into? You know, like uh, certain jobs in medicine, and especially treating psychological disorders like PTSD, you know, how are you going to treat, how are you going to go in conjunction and try and search for a well-trained, you know, PhD-wielding psychologist or psychiatrist to be in the Army or any armed forces, but then you have this lax attitude towards sexual assault. So, you know, somebody in her chain of command, you know, uh, maybe above or below or wherever, can come up and just accost her with, any kind of uh, sexual innuendos or physical contact or what have you, and then you you don't you don't feel it's necessary to you know rectify that in a proper manner. So it's it's really it's it's really a, a retroactive thing, but it also plays into us as Americans because we still have this issue with the rape culture as Americans and people. Uh, well, I say Americans tend to hold anyone in the military above any kind of standard for any standard American because we hold ourselves to a certain standard, but we still reflect the qualities and the habits of the population. And it's a shame that, you know, it has to come out in this sort of manner, but one way or another it will get rectified and and the harshest punishment will go out to those who make news. There you go. You all have a caller on the line. 
We have Cheryl on the line, another military person. Are you there, Cheryl? Hello. Hello, Hello everybody. Oh, how are you doing there? Hi, you fine, doing? fine, fine. Um, good to be here. Uh, let me weigh in on that. Uh, okay. I'm a, I'm a vet. Been out of the Army for a while. But when I was in, I was in as an electronic technician and a um, um, telecommunications technician. And from my point, I was in the Army so long ago, I won't tell you how long ago, but I was in the military to the um, early enough so that women were a novelty, so to speak, and there weren't there in in my unit. I was, <clears throat> excuse me, in my uh, battalion. I was one of. Um, pardon me. <clears throat> in my battalion, I was one of five women in the um, in the uh, signal battalion that I was in at Fort Bragg. Jeez. So there were five women. And to be perfectly honest with you. I have to say that with the incidence of women increasing in the military and assuming, um, well, I don't know, I hate to say non-traditional because no jobs are traditional really, but when you get to the point of having having women being accosted and, uh, and um, um, abused by people who were supposed to be, um, you know, the awareness officers or what have you, it's kind of beyond being a problem that can be addressed um by looking by not looking at the culture and it's the same sort of compulsion uh, com, um culture that requires that a women shut up b um veterans stop whining about the fact that you have uh PTSD um, and C, just making everybody who is stepping outside of the norm or at least making people, making the uh, higher-ups aware of what's going on, putting them into some sort of a persecuted um, minority. And it's a cultural thing, and it's a cultural thing that was talked about during, does anybody remember the old tail hook scandal way back when? Uh, no. It's been a while. Oh, oh. Okay. Well, it was a bunch of Navy flyers that basically were accosted, was subjected to a um, um, women having to go up and down a line of men on either side, and they were just abusing them and all of this stuff. It was it was pretty crappy. It was pretty bad. And really, when you get down to it, that culture really hasn't gone. And the only way that that culture is going to is really going to be shaken visibly to its core is to really start um, really strongly and vigorously persecuting these men. And so far that hasn't happened. And so far there's been a lot of lip service about it. And so far I'm waiting for I'm waiting to see how this pans out. Because I'm, 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 I don't know about this. I don't know how this is going to work out. Mm. Yeah, I do remember uh, 
someone you remember Tail Hook? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know what it was called, but I do remember someone telling me about that, and I honestly thought it was a joke. I was like, no one actually set that up because that's, mm-hmm. that's just craziness. Mm-hmm. But then I find out, okay, actually it was true, and it was an investigation. It was kind of, yeah. to some degree, swept under a rug, I it believe, was. at the beginning. Sure. And then it kind of came out slowly. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, that's the one I'm thinking about. But it, it's it, it seems to now that I want to try to avoid uh, with uh, a witch hunt. That's what I want to say. I want mm-hmm. to avoid a witch hunt and actually provide some way to get the victims uh, that actually go through this, you know, some reprieve from it, and they don't feel retaliation, and that the issue gets resolved, and whoever is doing it gets relieved and gets the boot, you know, because they don't need to be among uh, a unit, a family doing this. Mm. You can't, you know, abuse a family member and expect mm-hmm. to stay in the family. But uh, also there needs to be some sort of protection for the women that feel as though they can use this system, this witch hunt that that might happen as a way to get back as the uh, scorned lover effect or something of that nature. So it's you really create a more hostile work environment when you're tiptoeing around every female because you're afraid they're going to say something. The second they say something, then that might be your ass on the next train out of here. Okay, so. I have to take issue with what you've said. Okay. Um, I really don't think, I'm, I'm not sure if I like the term witch hunt, and I'll explain why. Um that's kind of automatically supposing that um that there's there that there's not a lot of legitimacy to trying to hunt not hunt down but but seek out these predators in the military that are preying on women and it's not it's not i, I wouldn't i wouldn't term it a witch hunt okay and i also wouldn't wouldn't um characterize a portion of these as being spurned lover uh, situations. I think when a woman's been raped, she knows it, and it's damaging. And I don't, you know, there's always been those those people that will say, oh, well, women will automatically do that, even just in, you know, civilian and civilian rape. And I don't, I don't like that characterization. I don't think that there's a huge enough portion of women who are going to turn it around and use it for their own benefit, okay, for that to even be a part of this conversation. Women are being raped and torn up and killed, okay, and I don't see that that has anything to do with what's going on. Okay, this, I'm, I was saying I don't want it to turn into some sort of witch hunt, as in the any armed forces actively seeking, okay, we need your input, females, we need to input anyone who's been abused right now, go ahead and give them up, kind of a uh, a, uh, a need to fill a quota, see, is, is what I'm getting at. I'm not saying that that is, act- that is actively happening, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't want that to happen because that creates a difficult environment on both scenarios. Now, I actually do know of a situation where someone had relations with the opposite sex and they did not want a relationship, so later they falsely reported that being a rape. Now, I know that is a vast, vast minority. I know that actually does not happen. Even in the civilian world, that happens very rarely. Mm-hmm. But there needs to be something set up to where is that stigma that 
because because that that kind of thing doesn't go away once it's once it is uh, somebody reports you for that it just doesn't disappear because mm-hmm, you have true. to be removed from uh, whatever units you're in. True. So something to where if, if it's proven that okay well this was made up then the accuser needs to be punished and that some way or shape or form that person is putting back to where they were originally so mm-hmm. that nobody has that. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's uh, that's just from uh, not necessarily personal experience, but from uh, second, third hand experience. That okay, well, I wouldn't want to be in that situation either. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm not going to use that as motivation to pretend that that's even you know more than one percent of what actually happens mm-hmm. in a realistic scenario. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the whole thing that you meant. Okay, I I, I understand what you're saying. But um, this whole thing about men tiptoeing around women, okay, that's, you know, with all due respect, I don't know you, but I I definitely take issue with that. I don't know of any man in the workplace who who should have a problem with a woman saying, I didn't appreciate what you said about me, you're making personal comments about my body, and I don't want you to do that. Now I don't know of any man that has a problem tip that who has a problem with tiptoeing around that. Nobody has a tip nobody has to tiptoe around anybody. I mean, come on. You know, a I woman love- a woman will just say, Look, I didn't like it, I don't like off color jokes, I don't want you complimenting my legs. You know, a woman we we know to say that and we know it's not gonna be repercussions. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I'm what I'm saying is I'm trying to be a uh, devil's advocate, so to speak, and uh-huh. we're just presenting a different. Now, a, a lot of the uh, stuff I previously said is just conjecture from mm-hmm. what could possibly happen. Sure, but I understand. I I, I have not experienced anything where I I don't tiptoe around anyone. If someone uh, that I know is okay, well, they don't take kindly to off-color jokes, then I won't do that. Some people take offense to racial jokes, then okay, I won't. Yeah. Associate with that person just to respect mm-hmm. their witness. Uh, but at mm-hmm. the same time, I do know some people who refuse to even try and, I guess, change their humor, uh, change their persona because they feel that is an injustice upon them. And so, a uh, term that they've used, uh, I, well, from what they told me, is that, you know, they don't feel like they're going to walk on eggshells around this person. So then that person gets ostracized because, oh, well, she's just being such and such, such and such. You, you see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mhm. Yeah, well it's always the it's always somehow um when someone says, "Oh, you're being too sensitive." Now that immediately makes my hackles rise. I mean, think about it. Put your foot put your, put the shoe on the other foot. And uh, uh, this sound it sounds a know, lot like when you and, hear um or when you see those memes, you know, and the and the ones that say um It'll have a, a picture of two people, and then um, and then a split shot of like the exact same two people, and the conversation bubbles, and it'll say like um, the old atheist, uh, you know, they say shut up, and then he just doesn't say anything. It says the new mm. atheist, they say shut up, and and then the atheist is saying no, 
and that that's what that is, and that's why they um they end up using words like tiptoeing. That's um it's it's smart. Mm-hmm. It's a smart way to use the language to try mm-hmm. to um to keep that old narrative alive. Exactly. It's like it's really not tiptoeing. It's um it's it's not being uh it's not being gross around other people. I know in my workplace, I I, I can't touch the military. I got kicked out of ROTC in high school first mm-hmm. week. I'm awesome like that, but the I can't. Yeah, but in the in the in the corporate workplace, they uh, they, I, I don't think it's gonna change. Like I, the stuff I've seen, and it's like I I can't say anything. When I tried to speak up, I ended up getting transferred. Like when I tried to speak up for a woman that got um her 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 buttocks uh, smacked unwantingly by a male, and mm-hmm. uh, they're 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 they are not gonna change that in in this old boys club corporate workplace. And and I'm in the south too. Like these mm-hmm. guys are not gonna change. I don't know much about rapes going on, but I do know about like um like statutory rape. I know about um like older men um get, getting uh, younger women pregnant, and all they do is they transfer the woman or fire her. And, uh, yeah, no, nah, they're they're not walking on eggshells, and and the thing is, you got to start respond respond to those guys hardcore. Like what exactly yeah. what is walking on eggshells? Make them explain it so that because when people are saying something stupid, they hear themselves saying it, and you can see it on their face, and they're gonna start changing it because they know what they're they, what this, they they know what they're doing. You know, yeah, and, and they're, they're protecting they're the patriarchy. They're protecting yeah. their precious male privilege because they lack, um, for lack of a better term, I'm going to use the word talent. They lack talent, they lack ability, and they rely on male privilege to move through life. And mm-hmm. if that gets taken away, they may actually have to put in effort to function among other human beings True. In, in, yeah. in our society. And like me, hey, I'm 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 wicked cool. Like I don't need male privilege. I'll 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 be fine without that. But uh, a lot a lot of other guys, they do. They they mm-hmm. need the fact that uh that that their penis makes them special. Yeah, and so that's basically what I'm just getting down to is, um, I, I'm sorry, I don't know your name. Who is the military person? Dragnet. I'm sorry. Dragnet. Uh, Dragnet? Oh, yeah, Dra- okay. uh, D-A-G-R-A-G-N-A-U-C-T. Uh, he has a, a oh, YouTube Dra- page. No, okay. Well, okay. Um, that's kind of what I'm trying to address. I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm addressing is the fact that, you know, I, well, I've just about said everything that I can pretty much say. Anything else would be piling on, but I just may need to make sure that my feelings, you know, my feelings on this matter as being a, a woman who was in the military and as a woman who would have been subject to um, sexual harassment in the workplace um, until I told off some people in a bad way, <laughs> and uh, basically said, you're not allowed to say X, Y, Z around me, ever. Now, you can say whatever you want to anybody else you want, but sexual harassment means I don't like it. It's offensive to me, and if you're around me, you won't do that. If you do, there's serious things that can happen to you. EEOC, for one thing. Take a hint, okay? All right. And before I cut to the next segment, I don't want to say yes. I'm correcting you, but I, 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 I pay attention to language. Like when you when you said um, you told them in a bad way, 
That's not a bad way. See, oh, no, that, that's no, that, no, that, no. That's no, that no. male I'm... privilege again. If you if you were a man, <laughs> there wouldn't have been a bad way. It would have been you were being stern, you were no, being no, serious, guess... and you were putting your foot down. But since I you're a woman, maybe... it's in a bad way. I guess bad way was not the thing to say because it wasn't bad. It made me feel like a million dollars, you know. Um, but let's see. what. Oh, I have my choice of words. Let's put it that way. It's a uh, corrective action. Yes, corrective action. Yes, 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 strongly corrective action. To the point where he even kind of said, hey, you know, you know, he kind of got me aside and said, hey, you know, I'm sorry about that. You know, I, I really am. If it bothers you, I won't, I won't. And I said, that's good enough for me. Yeah, and then there's no, you know, held ju- uh, no judgment held over or anything yeah. like that past it because after that you drop it. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, yeah, I was going to offer my little two cents. Yeah, but some people have an issue and they hold on to that because of this, uh, uh, I'm going to steal your word, presuppositional ideas they have about women in general. Oh, uh, good caddy gossip, yeah. You know, catty gossipy, you know, the whole shebang. And so they assume, well, you know, <laughs> I might not have won this battle, but I'm going to win the war. And if mm-hmm. that's what you're attrition, you're going to lose. Yeah, well, you know. They don't know that with men like me out there, there's going to be friendly fire in their little war. So they they mm-hmm. they're going to watch out. I'm a sniper. Mm-hmm. At the, let's see, the, uh, we got a Pennsylvania judge uh, sentenced to 28 years in prison for selling teens to prisons. Doom and gloom, gang, doom and gloom. Okay, uh, I'm Pennsylvania. sorry. I, I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. There was a um, click in or something like that. Somebody must have been calling me, but I didn't quite hear the whole thing. Say that again. Oh, uh, yeah, it's a, uh, a, Pen- a Pennsylvania judge, uh, Mark uh Sia Varela. Woo, I yeah, good luck pronouncing that. I don't know if right? you're MP3. <laughs> yeah, he got, he got sentenced to 28 years in prison oh. for mm-hmm. uh, conspiring with private prisons to sentence uh, juvenile offenders to maximum sentences for bribes and kickbacks, which totaled $2 million of dollars, and he was also ordered to pay $1.2 million in restitution. These kind of stories, this is a very short article, actually, but uh, these stories are hard to get into because, bang, that empathy kicks in quick because it's like, I know how years work, all right? I know that they are long and slow. I get so tired. Mm-hmm. I, 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 when I hear people say life is too short, it's like, no, I'm not even 30 yet, and it's taken a long time to get here. Like, this is not slow. Like, I spent five years in the foster care system. That was five grueling, hard years that felt like 50. Like, so I think about these kids, you know, getting snatched up, what, 14 years old. What's a maximum sentence? What, 25 years, 35 years? 30 years, maybe, 35, something. Yeah, say they get get snatched up at 14. They're in there. They're maybe 32 years old in there. Like, you... You finished up puberty, and you began to have a receding hairline and a bad back inside a cage. And the reason why is because some guy named Mark Siavara, stupid name, Junior, wanted to make a couple extra dollars because he wasn't making enough money on his judge salary already. Like, that's disgusting. You have to understand. I want to play devil's advocate again. 
he needed to pay off his yacht. You know, once you have mortgages on, you know, two homes that are both, you know, uh, over 3,000 square feet, you have to go ahead and pay off on that stuff because the economy is bad. So you have to find different avenues to get revenue. That's, that's all it is. And it, I, I noticed, I don't know if you listened to the MP3 that I sent you on it, uh, on my, my little thoughts, but it was interesting that the judge, or excuse me, it was the, I think the assistant district attorney described this man and how unapologetic he was about it. He had no problem doing this. He, this, this, this is just business. This is just how it works. It's no problem. Hey, I, you know, I send a few criminals to, to to jail, and I'm keeping them off the street. You know, he looked at it as his personal business venture that he was enjoying the fruits of his labor he worked so hard for. So it, it just how unapologetic and unempathetic and just completely disgusting a person he is, he deserves every year, and probably more. You know, that's and it's so funny that I talk to folks and I mention stuff that affects different uh, different races in America disproportionately. And I'll you know mention prison uh, school prison pipeline. <laughs> that's just you know one of liberal conspiracies that you know mm. uh, uh, you know you Democrats cook up to to, to guilt the good hard working man, which is code word, but. It's like, are you, 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 what kind of news do you see? Do you read any articles? Do you do any research? Have you ever even considered that some of this stuff is real? Why, do you, why would you think an entire race of people are just hell-bent on taking your money and making shit up? Is that seriously what you believe? So it's stuff like this that I have to save in my memory bank somewhere in there and on my uh, web browser to pull up the people and say, here, this is really happening. You know, my uh, my son one day could go off and say, you know what, I want to go smoke weed with my friends, even though dad said he'd probably, you know, bury me and sand up to my head just to be defiant. Okay, kids do that. Mm-hmm. But to get sentenced to, you know, 10, 13 years by a judge who feels that your son is, is worth more as a as a number, making license plate and blankets, you know, just so he can pay off his his new um, Rolls Royce Phantom. You, really? So, how is how is the the disconnect there happening? Where where is that disconnect happening? Uh, uh, and I'll tell you, and it's already in my head because you know the the human, you know, our, our species, we're a mammal, and a lot of what we do is natural. But we also have a ridiculously involved brain with a huge frontal lobe, so mm-hmm. we can definitely be influenced by culture. And this is what capitalism has done to us—that we will see each other as numbers. That a human being is no different than a bottle of ketchup or some toenail clippers. That it's just inventory that you need to move so that you can turn a profit. And here and here's just a, a showing of the apathy in the story. Um during his sentences, uh this judge was defiant, claiming he'd broken no laws and claimed the money he received was get this, a legitimate finder's fee. All right, that that's what capitalism has done. It's turned it into a, a bunch of teenagers' lives thrown away into prison by someone who I don't doubt for a second would call himself pro-life. Is it, it, they are a finder's fee? They're just numbers on a spreadsheet. 
You know, it, it that and I and frankly, I think that's why a lot of these people that say they uh that they they hate, you know, birth control, abortion and that whole business is because they see those unborn infants as more numbers that they can put on that spreadsheet. It's gross and but that's uh that's our species. That is humans and uh you know there there is um there there's some hope there but i think a lot of it it has to start with them um, with with smart breeding and getting people information and getting people to take the information i i don't know how to do all that um try to get them to swallow that gosh darn pill but uh, you know uh, this, yeah. this is um can i yeah, can good. i can i can you tell me how to take myself out of the discussion i'm making a cake and it's really noisy <laughs> Oh, what, you know, what, what, if if it's cake, then that's good. I I, I am uh, no, I see really, I'm pro cake, and I, I can I can prove that's in my political yes, but, platform. Yeah, but no one oh, wants yeah. to hear my little KitchenAid going off. So uh, how do I how do I just disconnect? We put you back on hold. I'm putting you back on hold. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'll. Yeah, it, yeah. It looks like uh, between 2003 and 2008, um, his uh, the, it, he was reviewed by a special investigative panel of the uh, and later by the Pennsylvania uh, Supreme Court, and they found that upwards to 5,000 young men and women were denied their constitutional rights, and therefore all of their convictions were dismissed and summarily released. I mean, I, I just would really love to know, you know, and it's like I could see why somebody would say I'm anti-Republican because I, I, I just have all the Republicans are anti-me. <laughs> so it's like I guess they would expect me to be kind of pushed back. But I wonder, is this guy a pug? You know, that that's a term I tend to use for them because they're pugnacious, they're repugnant. Like, yeah, is he that? Is he one of the people that identifies as a conservative and I, I I wouldn't doubt it, you know. And it's like well, those people seem to be the the illest. It, it, and it, it, I have to let my Republican friends know this too. It's like I have a harsh criticism of anyone identifying with that. And part of the reason I identify with Democrat is because I don't agree with a lot of their platforms and what they claim. But it's that okay. You see all these politicians that represent your party. And the rhetoric that they use, the thing, the the speeches they give, are very anti-me. So how do you expect me? And I I, I, love, I love me. I love me and I love my family. Why would a self-respecting person vote and endorse somebody who is obviously, sometimes subtly, sometimes overtly, against you and everything that they think you stand for? If they're not going to take the time to even try to understand if there's a real issue going on, then why should you bother with theirs? It's And from the, from the way this guy operates, it really does sound like he is Republican. Notice the, uh, the need for his capital growth and him finding nothing morally wrong with turning a young men and women into uh, dollar bills, more or less. The... Uh, Let's see the area he's in, Pennsylvania. This is uh, what 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 town was that again? Oh, did it bow? Whoa, scrolling up. Where is that? It just says Pennsylvania judge. Uh, it does not have the city. Wait, is isn't Pennsylvania its own state? The East Coast has so many little states. 
Uh, you know, I don't think that is. But, you, you know, you made me think, like, um, it, it goes back to an old uh, a Dave Chappelle joke. And this is something that, you know, you don't really research. It's like you hear someone say this when you're a teenager, and then you sort of watch your species behave going into adulthood. And Dave Chappelle said, my white friends don't talk about politics. They won't say who they're voting for. And I'm starting to think, it's not your white friends. It's your white friends that are voting Republican, and they won't talk about it because they know that they have to say something gross to you to talk about it. And I notice that, like the people that I work with, that's the last thing that you find out about them is what their politics is because they know that there will be some questions to answer. Like the first thing I said was, well, tell your friends to stop gerrymandering my districts. And they're just like, ha, 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 and hurry up and walk away because they don't want to talk about their politics because they know it's disgusting. And like one guy, the only kind of almost sort of honest, legitimate answer one dude gave me for why he's a pug. He said, I just want the government out of my way so I can make as much money as possible, which is retarded. You know, I mean, come on. De- Democrats are bought and sold, too. Like, they, they love money, too. And it's like, but at least he tried to say something. Other people, they really, because there is, there's nothing decent about that particular party. Like, they're gross through and through. I've said that word so many times. Gross. Yeah, I, I try not to. I don't want anybody to stereotype me or or just stigmatize me because of any one or two label I might have. So I give folks benefit of doubt. So okay, you you're agreeing with this party? Why? Well, okay, I don't like government controlling certain things. Okay, what certain things? Well, you know, this department, that department. Okay, so what in that specific department don't you like them controlling? It has to be something specific. Well, I don't know, just the the big ones. Okay, so like the Department of Justice. Yeah, yeah, that one's too big. Okay, you, oh, but aren't you pro-military? Yeah, why? You know the military is, is actually a part of the Department of Justice. Well, yeah, but, you know, I was saying military stuff. Okay, so what about the Department of Justice? Well, no, not that one. Okay, so what? The Department of Education? Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think they should be left up to their own devices on how they teach their kids. Oh, so what if one state decides that education is not important and they don't supply the most recent medical books so you can't, your state does not produce the latest and greatest in uh, medical personnel, so then your state's quality of health care declines. It's an, an adverse effect. Well, you know, and it goes on and on with these talking points. Very few Republicans that I know actually say, hey, I don't like, I vote for Republicans because I don't like Democratic stances on a lot of things, and I vote for them by default. So, okay, honesty, flat out honesty. I can appreciate that. At the same time, we're both, and I have to agree with Kim, they're in cahoots <laughs> to, to some degree. They're, they are in cahoots. I mean, they it's just like um, two products that you see in a Home Depot that you think are opposing each other because this one says such and such and this one says uh, ultra such and such, but they're made by the same manufacturer. Oh, yeah, that's what Harry Reid and Mitch McConnell are. Like, they're just name brand and generic bleach. One says Clorox and one says Family Dollar, but they both will ruin your new jeans, all right? Like, that. yeah, that, yeah Harry Reid and Mitch McConnell, they are the example of that. Like, they're just, they're, they're brothers to me, except... You know, McConnell looks really weird. Like, ironically, he's from Kentucky and looks like Foghorn Leghorn. He really does. Look at a picture of him. It's creepy. 
the uh, uh yeah yeah those darn those darn politics and then you you wonder like I don't want to talk about the politics again with the kid because I'm gonna end up asking those questions you know especially considering she's a woman the first thing I want to know is well where do you stand on the fact that they're uh, that old Polly Wally Ryan boy there is uh he's he's really trying to get that pushed through where a um a, a rapist father can uh, sue for uh for for parent rights. You know, I want to know what you think about that. And then she probably doesn't even know about that because pretty much all her time is spent posting pictures and cat memes. I guess, uh, oh, geez, we're at 9.03. Can I just uh, might as well drag this one? This is one I saw um, a Babies Killing Babies article. I know, Alfred, you've seen all these recent ones with uh, kids shooting kids with the NRA, like the um, the kids that got, like, the oh, five-year-old yeah. that got a rifle for his birthday? Oh, yes. It's like the Christmas story, but worse. Oh, shoot your eye out, kid, or you'll you'll shoot your little sister, kid. And uh, they got got a fresh one down here in Florida, of course, and a little older. You know, we got a teenager this time, not not your typical, you know, child child. And uh, so in Oakland Park, Florida, officials are talking to a 13-year-old boy who shot his 6-year-old sister on Saturday. The children were left home alone, and it is unknown if the shooting was accidental or intentional. Oh, geez, they oh they 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 strung together a few uh, stories here. And uh, Humor, Arizona, a three-year-old boy found his meth addict grandmother's nine-millimeter handgun and shot himself in the face with it. He little waned it. All right, the court documents say the uh, the boy's grandmother, thirty-five-year-old. Rachel D. Spry left her 9mm handgun in a backpack on top of the dryer while she was helping her daughter pack for a move. She saw her grandson come into the room where the backpack was located but kept packing. Minutes later, she heard a gunshot down in Salina, Kansas. A 7-year-old Gavin Brumette was playing with a handgun while his father and brother were having a family shooting day on their property, according to the Salina County Sheriff's officials. Gavin's father, Rodney, heard two shots fire and found Gavin had shot himself. Back to Florida, a mom shot her three-year-old baby daughter, Scarlett, dead near a public golf course and then committed suicide. Then they swing it back over to Kentucky. Shout out to McConnell. A five-year-old shot shoots and kills his two-year-old sister. Oh, that's the uh, that's the original one. The five-year-old that shot his sister with a gun he got as a gift. Eh, that gee, Jiminy Christmas, man. Like what 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 is going on here? Like do you own any um any firearms? No, but I intend to own a few firearms. Uh, uh, here's the, the interesting thing about me is that uh my cousin also owns I think three handguns. I know one is a 9 uh millimeter uh, nine millimeter Glock, and I can't remember what the other ones were, but he enjoys going to the range. However, however, he has to get registered. He has to go jump through a few hoops in order to be certified for that weapon. So, when people talk gun control, it's it's a kind of a misnomer for me, because you have people who are going to be irresponsible if you just let things go by themselves or just wanton and everyone do what they want. You know, just because you have a birth certificate and a driver's license, you should not be able to own a weapon. If you're not mentally capable of firing that weapon, you should not be handling it. If anyone 
uh, especially in the military, if you have any kind of psychiatric issues, PTSD, uh, unfortunately, that, that's kind of been misunderstood, but I hope that gets changed soon if it hasn't already. Um, but more so of suicidal ideation, uh, homicidal, anything like that. They take your weapons. Your weapons are supposed to be kept along with all the actual service weapons, and they're supposed to be locked up. But if you just so happen to have some in your house, guess what? It's being taken. You can't go to range. You can't shoot with everybody else when they shoot because you're a potential danger. And you really don't see that on the civilian side. You, you don't. So if somebody develops bipolar disorder and then they take a medication, one of the side effects is, you know, you know, homicidal ideologies and whatnot. So who is going to make sure this man does not have weapons? There's no back-checking. There's no, hey, you need to come in and recertify. And that's one thing I like about the military is that we have to recertify our weapon qualification. They have to make sure we are still qualified to handle that weapon. If you are irresponsible, you don't need to have a weapon. Point blank, period. I don't care how much you write to your senator. I don't care how much you think you love your country. You really should not be handling it. And it's just a responsibility thing. It, it, it really is. And... um. I was talking to uh I want to talk I was listening to some coordinates on the Magic Sandwich show uh yesterday or the day before yesterday and he is actually working on a gun control video where he linked this sudden urge, well not sudden, over the last few decades, this urge for everyone to be armed with the uh, the great white flight and this mass fear mongering that okay, one day Minorities are going to rise up, and there's something going to happen. So we need to be armed. We need to have these militias. And this, this is Concord is not a he's not a you know uh, Afro-wearing brother at all by any means. You know he's your run-the-mill. Uh, well, I wouldn't say run-the-mill. Man's a, a cancer researcher. You know from Texas, really nice guy. And he linked it to that. So maybe if he says it, then it'll be official. And then it's not any you know race pandering, but then again they might just call that uh, white guilt, and you know so because it, because it reaffirms what a lot of us already know that it's just fear mongering, a fear of eventually okay all these black people are going to do something bad, you know come rob me, yada yada, whatever, and then that also plays into the criminality mindset that blacks are innately evil and mischievous. So it all comes full circle in a sense that it doesn't work out well in our favor, but it's good empirical evidence as far as uh, uh, certain laws and certain statutes and how they're applied. Yeah, and there's psychological projectionism there too, and which is why I've covered the subjects that I have to kind of put a backbone behind the narrative. You know, that's why we covered, um, you know, um, sociopathy and um and apartheid and what have you previously. So when we go into these subjects, we can know that when they say that the these black people are naturally evil, well now we can start looking over the history of different areas on the planet, not just America, not just in the South and not just the Christian slave trade on this land, but you know, over in other continents and see that really it it's it's actually 
you know, you that is dangerous. It's actually the most dangerous thing to most humans on the planet has been the white male Christian. And it's like, and now you're just trying to project that onto me that I'm inherently dangerous. And I don't think you're inherently dangerous just because you're a male without melanin, but you fall into a patriarchal uh, uh, social construct and a religious social construct that uh, and a white supremacy social construct that we all know was uh, something that was manufactured. We know that white was something they made up to, to increase their tribe numbers. And uh, so really it's you that's dangerous. And really I'm not. I'm sitting here unarmed. I have a box cutter because I work in the area restaurant business. And I don't leave the – and I'm more responsible with my box cutter than some of these geniuses were with their guns. My niece never got a hold of that thing and sliced her fingernail off. You know, these, these clowns, man. Yeah, I don't know what to do there. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, – yeah, we we had to do that. We had to go into a little bit of overtime there. I just I caught that extra story. I knew we caught the extra story before in the beginning when I saw the um the uh I you know they're they're gonna auto tune another um hilarious black neighbor. So uh, yeah, I had to get that. I had I had to go into a little bit of overtime because yeah, I I see stuff that's interesting and I have to say something. So uh, I guess uh, could we close this one out with uh, I don't even know what you have loaded. I've sent you like. So many of my tracks, I don't, I don't know what I'm about to hear. Is it going to be something insane that I've said that I forgot I wrote? No, no, no. I think we're <laughs> going to play something, the one that I like. I'm looking for it now. I have so many things here. Here we go. Everybody, you all have a good evening now. Great show, guys. <laughs> yeah. Right. See ya. Peace. It's all behind this door. Lady and gentlemen, the beer room. Picture perfection and poetry, impenetrable force fields are over me. I smothered our notebooks and cocoa leaves so that we can be considered some dope MCs. I'm still floating over these niggas' heads with the anti gravitational potency, impregnating the slower speech with the up tempo thought process and the ultra speed. Nitrous in my shit hits the vibe with fecal acceleration, lacing them on the road with me. I dip on I 5 with riders and southsiders, try to diss and we'll show ya heat. My raunchy philosophical fontic impersonations are Forget about it and quit, hey The game spitting nigga cane Fixing the switch lanes With snake griffin in its plane Shit's finna change Insane in the brain, Mr. Kane The motherfucking hustler, man Stay spitting with a vision To give him a taste of venom From your nigga snake griffin Insane in the brain, Mr. Kane The motherfucking hustler, man Stay spitting with a vision to give them a taste of victim from your nigga Snake Griffin. Me and Nicolay, Rebecca, and Illa than most. Niggas don't like a rap, take a dick in your throat. See what I'm giving you, bitches, it's 